Well, Merry Christmas. I keep wanting to say good morning. That's my context with my peeps, but I love that we can gather together tonight as a church family on this Christmas Eve 2021 and to worship the King together. Just to give you guys a heads up, because I'm such a planner, really not, but we're going to do an Advent next year, and it's all going to be on Jesus being the King and what that means for us. Uh, pretty stoked on that. But tonight, guys, we're going to be taking a look um, <clears throat> at Is Peace Possible? Okay. Um, and we're going to really dive in a little bit to uh, a scripture we find in Isaiah 26. So if you have your Bible and would turn there at this time, that would be great. I am very blessed that you guys are here today. And those who are watching at home, I know there's a lot of you guys. Hope you guys are having a great time with your family and friends celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you guys know why Jesus came, by the way? Before we jump into study, let's just jump into some big theology together. Why did Jesus come, guys? To save us. And how do you do that? And rising again, right? Okay, we know he died, but if he never rose from the dead, well, then we, he's not God, okay? But because he rose from the dead, we know that he is God, that his sacrifice took, that there is truly forgiveness, that there is eternal life, that there is hope in Christ. And what a blessed hope we have. And because that hope is sure and real, and if you guys recall back to last Sunday in Romans 15, we looked at that confident hope we have as believers. We actually have peace. So when I throw out a question like this, is peace possible? Absolutely, with Jesus Christ, because we know from Isaiah 9 that he is the prince of... Oh, yeah, you guys got it. So... I want to start with a question this morning, okay? Um, if I asked you what you wanted in life, okay, what would you say? What do you want in life? Well, some of you guys would say, all I want for Christmas is my... No, I want some snow on the ground, right? Okay, I got my friends here, Nathaniel and Michelle. They just want a white Christmas, right? It's not what we want. It's raining outside. This is Wisconsin. What's going on? But I think the real question is, what do we really want in life? You know, and it's probably different than what you think. Because a lot of people have told me and have told you what they want in this life. Some people say, hey, I just, I want some money in the bank. I want some, I want some cash. I want you know, money, okay? And is money a bad thing, guys? No, okay? Does it solve problems? Sure, okay? Uh, does it save time? Yeah. Does it really give us happiness? No. Talk to a lot of people who have a lot of money and they're very unhappy. Um, how about being married? Well, if I just get married someday, that's going to fix all my problems. Okay, I'll be, you know, <laughs> it can be all good until it's not good, okay? Um, well, how about happy in itself, okay? Is being happy a bad goal? No, it's a good goal, right? Nothing wrong with being happy, okay? We see theology in the scriptures that talk about our happiness, but it's based on happenings, correct? So our happenings can change despite on what's going on in our life, 
in our circumstances. So what do we really want? What I love about the Christmas story is the angels that show up. And what did they announce to you and I? Hey, (laughs) glory in the highest, right? (laughs) The king is born. God is here, Emmanuel, right? And they say, hey, peace on earth. And that always trips me out a little bit when I consider the angel. All right, you got this big announcement. (laughs) Our creator has come to his own creation to save us. He is born by this virgin here in Bethlehem, okay? The hero is here to save us. Peace on earth. Wow. Out of all the things that they could have said for us here is mere little earthlings. Peace. Peace to you here on earth. I love it. And we read in the scriptures, how many times do we read the phrase, peace be with you, or go in peace? Grace and peace be with you. How many of Paul's letters start off with that? Grace and peace. It's not grace and popularity, is it? It's not grace and power, grace and riches, or grace and fame. It's grace and peace, okay? There's something about the peace of God. There's a reason why this prince of peace came to his own, came to this world who was born 2,000 years ago in that manger. So what do you really want in life, okay? It's peace. Thanks, James. One's following me, (laughs) okay? It is peace, Well, just money in the bank, okay? But you might not have peace in the heart. Well, I want to just be successful outwardly. Everything's going great, but feeling empty inside, you know? I know a lot of married people, they don't have peace within their home. You want peace? Let's talk about what the opposite of peace is just for a second, okay? Tensions, fears, A lot of fear-mongering going on today. A lot of people walking in fear, right? Anxiety. You guys know that here in the United States, we're doling out more anxiety pills just here than the whole world combined, okay? A lot of anxiety going on. We have relationships, friends, family, misunderstandings, disagreements, hurt feelings. Unforgiveness is always a big one. Guys, those are the things that really oppose peace. So what do you really want in life? I'm going to say it's peace. You may not agree with me, but that's okay. You can be wrong. (laughs) God has created us to long for this peace. So the title tonight, Is Peace Possible? Is it possible? Especially in light of the last year or two. Okay? A lot of craziness going on. I want to look at one of the coolest passages of scripture. Okay? In Isaiah chapter 26, we're going to read the first three verses. In verse 3, actually four verses, um, but verse 3 is a, a scripture that God gave to me about six years ago. Okay? And it really changed my thinking, my mindset towards a lot of the ways I was choosing to think about things. But I want to read this with you guys. It says, In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the wells. 
or the walls, sorry, of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. You will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Now this is the New Living Translation. You guys know I normally teach from the New King James, but I love how they put this, okay? And I love Isaiah's promise. Did you guys see this? You will be kept in perfect peace. Would you guys say that is a pretty precious promise that we find in God's word? To be kept. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we might be going through, to be given this promise from God himself. So, I think a lot more familiar for you and I is probably imperfect peace than perfect peace. Would you guys agree with me? Okay. How many of you guys can relate to imperfect peace? Yeah. You know, it's, it's everywhere. So, I'm good, right? Everything's great. You know, God, I'm trusting in you until I'm not. <laughs> right? So, to be kept in God's perfect peace, I want to talk to you guys about shalom for a second. I'm not talking about my daughter, okay? This is God's shalom, his peace. And shalom, okay, the peace of God, it's actually a wholeness. There's a completeness to God's peace. There's a fullness of peace, okay? If you're in Israel, it's a greeting <laughs> the Jews greet one another with, right? Shalom. So there's a vastness to the peace of God. And this is the peace I want to talk with you guys about tonight. So to be at peace with God, I think that is one of the neatest things that any human being can experience, okay? How many of you guys would say the coolest part, when you came to salvation in Christ, when you were born again, you put your faith in Christ, okay, and you come into relationship with him, your sins are forgiven, okay? The peace with your maker, just having that peace in the Holy Spirit, how many of you guys would say that was like the coolest thing you've ever experienced in your life? There is nothing like it, okay? It's something I wish I could give to an unbeliever just for a moment. Just like, hey, have peace with your maker just for a second, just to see what it is, how awesome and vast and complete and weighty of a reality it is to be with your creator in such a way. So to have peace with God, that shalom. Do you guys know we can also have peace, that shalom with others, not just God. We can actually have that with others. We can have that with self. You guys ever find yourself in conflict with yourself? Okay, I'll be real. We'll have, you know, have multiple personalities here tonight. <laughs> I talk to myself every once in a while. It's just like, what's going on? You guys ever read the Psalms? Like King David, why are you cast down my soul? He's actually talking to himself. Like, soul, what's your deal? Why are you so undone? Hope in God. You know, and those are times that we need to remind ourselves of God's promises. We got to preach the gospel to ourselves. We got to speak the truth of what the scriptures say to have that peace. Also in circumstances, guys, how much is going on? Okay? Because it could be one thing today and it might be something completely tomorrow, 
One thing we know in this life, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a new circumstance. In light of those circumstances, guys, because we know a new one's going to be coming our way any moment, (laughs) are we going to choose to be at peace no matter what comes our way? Because the peace that God has given to us, you guys know the world can't take it away because the world didn't give it. That is a gift from our Heavenly Father. Okay. So, the original text in the Hebrew here in the prophet Isaiah to be kept in shalom, shalom. There is a double peace. You guys can look it up yourselves. Shalom, shalom. To be kept in this complete, perfect peace of God. That is what is given to us. That is what is promised to you and I. So the word shalom appears twice. So it's speaking of a double portion you know, it's not like, hey, I have peace for you. Like, God, no, I have this peace, and then I got peace upon peace for you. It is so big. It is so whole. So peace, you know, doesn't mean no trouble ever, no problems ever. Nothing's never going to break. Nothing's, you know, going to go right all the time. Your kids are never going to fight again, right? Um, you're never going to have intense fellowship with your spouse ever again. I talked with a pastor earlier this week. That's what they call arguing, intense fellowship. <laughs> Anyways, I like it. I'm stealing it. I'm using it. So, peace isn't found in the absence of problems. True peace is found in the presence of God. Can I say that again? Peace isn't found in the absence of problems. It is found in the presence of of God. That's why I love the word repent. A lot of people don't like that. Don't tell me to repent. I think it's the sweetest word in all the Bible. Acts 3.19 says what? Repent that you may have times of refreshing in the presence of God. Why would we not want to turn to him and from our sin? Man, if I get to be in your presence... If I turn from my sin and turn to you, there's going to be a refreshing from my soul? Yeah. Sign me up. I'll repent daily. <laughs> this is good stuff. So, the peace of God, okay, his presence, God's perspective, God's assurance, even in the middle of our problems, we can have this peace. So, peace. When our marriage stinks, when our loved ones maybe are doing drugs, Maybe when there's porn in the home. Maybe when we've been betrayed, depressed, bodily hurts. Maybe you live with chronic pain, pandemic, sickness. How am I going to make that bill? How? To be given that. Do you guys know really the battle for peace begins in our minds? Because you and I can read God's word, which we know is truth, and we know that God's truth can set us free, but are we going to agree with it? God, you've promised this double portion of perfect peace. If my mind is stayed on you, if I'm looking to you, am I going to agree with you or not? That's on us. So the battle begins truly in our minds, doesn't it? Am I going to agree with God or not? So anyone else have a war in your mind, you know? 
If you do, I want to encourage you, believe what God says, because what does he say in verse 3? All whose thoughts are fixed on you will be caught or be in God's perfect peace. Okay? So notice Isaiah doesn't say perfect peace comes to minds who are fixed on CNN or Fox News or the Packers in Aaron Rodgers' little pinky toe. Okay? <laughs> You're not going to find peace there. Okay? It's not fixed on the future, fixed on your financial problems, the bad news maybe a doctor just told you. Okay? It's not to be fixed on the newest strain of some virus. Perfect peace will be given to those whose minds are fixed upon God. Period. Fixed. The word, you can look it up in the Hebrew, it's samak. Samak. S-A-M-A-K. I love this word. It talks about leaning completely to fully rest upon. That is what God is asking us to do. Not just a little bit. Hey, <laughs> I'll do that when I'm at church and pastor is talking to me about peace. Then I'll do that. Then I'll think, no, this is something we are called to do completely. Giving ourselves completely. So you will be kept in perfect peace when your mind is leaning on God. Perfect peace, thoughts resting on God's unfailing promises. So what is your mind fixed on? You guys might be like, this is really cool. This is a rad scripture. I can see why you like this one so much, Pastor. This is a good truth. This is meaty truth. This is what I need to hear. Because you guys know this Christmas season, for a lot of people, it isn't a peaceful time. Do you guys know that this time of year, people are more stressed and depressed than they are any other time of the year? It's like, wow. What is going on? Because our minds are fixed on a lot of other things. Okay? Maybe your mind's fixed on that cute girl in your class. Maybe your mind is fixed on what you're going to get for a Christmas present or maybe what you're not going to get as a Christmas present. Maybe your mind wanders to what flavor of the day does Culver's have. <clears throat> that was a confession. So what is your mind fixed on, guys? What consumes your mind? Where does your mind drift? What does it focus on? I will throw a challenge out there. If it's not God, wherever your mind drifts, I would probably guess it doesn't bring peace to your mind. Would I be correct? Whatever the millions and millions of things it could be. At least that's been my experience in life. The only thing that truly brings me perfect peace. Where I can really just be. Totally okay. I'm at rest. I'm not worrying. It's all good. Is when my mind is fixed on Jesus. That's where I find that perfect peace. So, we have all types of worries. There's financial worries, political division going on. There's COVID fears. What's going wrong? What could go wrong? 
you know, I don't like this, I dread that. I mean, that's how we live. That's how we've been conditioned to think. But when we can just come to the Lord and completely think upon him. I love this scripture. Again, I'm going to use the New Living Translation. In Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, it says, Fix your thoughts on what is true. So this is something we're to fix our minds on. What is true, what is honorable, what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then verse 9 goes on to tell us, then the God of peace will be with you. Wow. Some of you guys ask, where are you, God? (laughs) Why aren't you with me? Where is your mind? Where is your mind? Because your mind wants to go over here. (laughs) It wants to do that. It wants to play that game. And God's saying, I don't want to play that game. That isn't what I'm about. That isn't right. It isn't true. It's not lovely. It's not praiseworthy. There's no virtue in it. Come over here. (laughs) This is where I'm at. I want you to set your mind on these things. So, my God is good. It's a good place to have our mind. Is it true? Absolutely. Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Absolutely. His promises are true. My God is good in what he says, what he promises. That is good, right? His word never fails. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. You know what? When I'm lost, he's promised to guide me. When I'm weak, he's promised me his strength. When I'm hurting, he is my comforter. So nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So this is a peace that won't make sense to those without Christ. I just shared some pretty cool things, but if you're not born again of the Spirit of God, if you don't know God, you have no clue of what I'm talking about right now. This comes with relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? Jesus said this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not do, or I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Brother and sister in Christ Jesus, we should not be tripping. There's going to be hard things in life. We're going to have trials. We're going to count them joy. Because God has promised that through those sufferings, that he's doing a work. He's going to do new things, okay? And that his peace, (laughs) he's going to give to us. And some of us don't experience the true peace of God until we truly go through something horrible. Let me tell you what, we all go through things. We all have our stuff in this life. And some of us don't experience the peace of God until we go through something like that. So, when Jesus says, my peace I give to you, he says, he's not saying I'm going to give you a peace. Okay, track with me here, okay? It's not just a peace, but I'm going to give you my peace. There's something unique about the peace I have to offer and to give to you. So when did he promise his peace? Okay, well, in John 14, 
Okay, it's the night before his suffering. He's about to go and be crucified, nailed to a cross for the sins of this world. And hey, you my disciples, my followers, you guys who've been hanging with me, yeah, they're going to come and hunt you down and want to kill you. Some of you are going to be martyrs. <laughs> but hey, my peace I give to you. So, it's not found in the absence of problems, but in the presence of God. I often think about the disciples. Do you guys remember in the Gospels when they were on a boat and a storm comes on in and the boat begins to toss back and forth and they start tripping out a little bit like, hey, (laughs) the storm, it's getting bad. (laughs) It's getting really bad. We might actually die because the storm is that bad. You know what I love about this account? You guys know what Jesus was doing? Taking a nap, right? Two storms that day, one outside and one inside. Follow me here. What were the disciples going through? Well, they saw what was happening all around them, but they were tripping out, weren't they? Inside, God, you know, what are you doing? You're taking a nap? Do you, we're going to die, and you're just sleeping? Come on. So don't you even care if we drown, Jesus? Okay, don't you love me? Does that sound familiar? How did you let this happen? You're God. Did you not know the storm was going to come? Why would you have us go now? But I love what Jesus speaks in this account, peace. He speaks to the storm. Peace. Be still. That would have been cool to see. His peace. Guys, you can't speak what you don't have. Grace and peace be with you. I love when a brother or sister in Christ says that to me. Or peace be with you. But you really can't speak it unless you have it. I don't know about you guys, but I want to share the Prince of Peace with this world. I want to share the peace I have with this world. I want to share that peace with you, my brothers and sisters. When the world's tripping, we don't need to be. Because God has given us his peace. We can fix our minds upon him. So we're kept in perfect peace whose minds are fixed on him. You know, for years, I believe this, this is true, but it's a whole different thing to actually experience what you believe. You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever have those things that, hey, I know the the truth of the scriptures. I, I know what God has declared. I get my identity as a believer in Christ. And then something comes our way, and it's just like, all right, this is where the rubber meets the road. Is this going to be the real deal? God, are you really going to be there for me? Am I going to have your peace? Yeah. You see, guys, training our minds, not occasionally, you know, but really, every part of the day, (laughs) you've promised peace. Because I woke up this morning, and I got a lot to do today. There's a lot going on but I'm going to fix my mind upon you 
because you promised to be with me in all things. You're going to be with me throughout the day. And that's the cool part, guys. All day long, you know, even in the middle of the night, when you're waking up, you're like, oh, no, I'm up, and it's the middle of the night. I just want to sleep. God's peace. Setting your mind on him. Praising God, I think, is really the key. Okay. Do you guys know, like, (laughs) we're not talking about the wise guys tonight, but I love the wise men. They came and they worshipped. Do you guys know how key worship is to our lives? You know, where battles won in worship, where is God glorified? Hey, (laughs) even though I'm going through it, even though I may lose my life, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you in the midst of this storm. I'm going to worship you. Guys, that is the key to deliverance. Because when we're tripping our circumstances, when our minds are fixed on the other things, the second we choose to worship our king, all right, (laughs) this is right perspective. My mind is being renewed. Your spirit, man, downloading peace into my heart, (laughs) and I can't explain it. It's all good, because I know you got me, because you are awesome, because you are good, because you are on the throne. Worship is key, guys. Oh, it's easy to worship sometimes and things are going good, the easy things, the good things, okay? Um, Peaceful, easy feeling things, but I don't think that's real praise. I think real praise comes out, guys, when we're in the middle of the storm. That is where God is glorified and honored. And I think it's the kind of praise that the devil hates. I think it's the kind of praise that makes the demons flee. So welcoming this baby to the earth. You guys know that there was no room in the inn. Jesus was coming from where? From heaven, right? No pain in heaven, no sorrow, no sin. Here, come into this fallen world, this world we chose to mess up because we rebelled against you. You gave us paradise and we chose to sin. We chose to disobey your word, not to trust you. This is where Jesus came and how he came into the world. And then we have these angels, you know, welcoming earth's heroes, saying, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. Perfect peace is what they're declaring. One last scripture. Lord willing. There we go. Philippians 4, 6. I know a lot of you guys have this memorized. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And catch verse 7, guys. And the peace of God, which transcends all our understanding, so it's past our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it's the peace of God. It's not the world's peace okay we have a lot of peace initiatives going on in the world and if these countries you know if they stay in alliance and they stay true to their promise here then we might have peace but they're doing this and we might not have it that long and if they do that then we're in trouble that's the world's peace guys 
You know, I'm at peace with my neighbor as long as I don't do this or they don't do that. God's peace, guys. He gives it. Nobody can take it away. I love what Philippians 4 says here. Because the world can't give it, so the world can't take it away. So peace isn't found in the absence of problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. And we can have that peace because God, Emmanuel, God with us, God came. He came. And the Holy Spirit today, because he ascended, he's now with the Father in heaven, but he sent the Holy Spirit. And for all of those who've accepted Christ, born again of the Spirit, what has he done? He's given us that peace. He shed abroad in our hearts his love. How can you not be at peace when you know that you are loved by your creator? There's nothing like it, guys. Wow. You love me. You just love me. Do you guys know that if you're in Christ, you can't do anything to make your Heavenly Father love you more? He just loves you. And you can't do anything to make him love you less. If you're in Christ, you are just loved. And I don't know about you guys, but that brings me so much peace at the end of the day. On my good days, man, we rocked it. Kingdom business was done today. We stomped on some circumstances. We got it done. God loves me. But on the days I blow it and I stumble hard, God loves me. And there is nothing like just having the peace of God because it's all on him. He gives it. (laughs) There's nothing that can take it away. All we need to do is continue to abide, to look, to trust. So I want to encourage you guys in this Christmas season, rejoice in the Prince of Peace. Enjoy the shalom of God. There is nothing like it. And it's something that we get to share with this world. We get to be like those angels. What were they doing that night? They were being messengers, right? Peace on earth. That's what we get to share. So we got one last song tonight. I want you guys to stand. We're going to sing Silent Night together. And I want to encourage you guys. Some of you might be going through a season of what some call the dark night of the soul. I counseled with four people this week who are struggling with depression. It's a hard time of year for some people. It is good, as we're about to sing, to remember that silent night. Sometimes it's good for us to be silent before our God, to be still, and to know that he is God, that he's got us, that he's never going to leave us or forsake us, that he does have a peace that he has for his kids, and just to rest in that peace. So let me tell you what, guys, we can get so caught up in all the stuff that we miss the Savior. So as we sing this song, I want us to just remember just how good it is that our Savior came 2,000 years ago on that silent night. Okay?
peace came to this world for you and for me. What a savior, what a gift. And then I got a peaceful benediction for you because it's Christmas Eve. Um, First thought, I mentioned being born again a few times tonight. And I never want to miss an opportunity to explain what that means because not everybody that may be here or is watching tonight online has allowed the Prince of Peace who was born 2,000 years ago to be born into their hearts. And that simply happens. The scriptures make it very clear. Sometimes we think, all right, what does it mean to truly be saved to actually be born into God's family. What do I really need to do? There is nothing you can do. That's why God had to come and do it for us. You see, what Jesus did by living a perfect life, being a perfect sinless sacrifice on that cross, dying in your place on that sin, it was a gift for you and for me. He died, they buried him, and he rose again from the dead. And the Bible says if you believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth, you're saved. Do you believe in the Prince of Peace, in Jesus Christ and what he did for you? If you do, you're born again and you get to go to heaven and it's going to rock and you get to share. And this is the second thing I want to hit on. Let's be ambassadors of peace. The world needs it. Okay, and we have it to share. So I want to encourage you guys, let's take shalom into this world. Let's experience it ourselves. Let's fix our minds upon Jesus. Let's keep our minds fixed there, stayed there. That, hey, what's going on in my heart? Because out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart's going to speak, right? And if our minds are on God, what's going to be coming out of our mouths? Peace, 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 peace. That's what the world needs. And we have it. We have that hope to share. So are you guys ready for a peaceful benediction? Yeah. I don't do these often, but it's Christmas Eve. So be a people of peace. Let peace live in your heart and share the peace of Christ with all you meet. Share peace by acting out of compassion and not fear. Share peace by listening to all sides of the story. Share peace by praying for our world. And in this Advent season, we need to see, we need to feel, we need to share God's peace. And as you go out into the wanderings of God's creation, share peace and hope with all those you meet. Amen? Amen. Love you guys. You have a very Merry Christmas.